Have you ever watched the Nutcracker and like ever thought to yourself, man, I want to replace everything in this movie, make it like Willy Wonka, put Robin Williams in it, let him ad lib every line, and he needs somebody pretty. Robin Wright, done. That's this movie. Yeah, it, it was probably a colorful read. You know, toys, how are they made? We're about to discuss this on Refund Theater. Uh, not not the way this movie suggests. Well, this is totally how they're made. They're what? usually made by child they're usually made by children in, in countries less economically um forceful as ours. Do you think those kids in sweatshops feel like they're having fun at work? Probably not. Like they They've feel like Tori they're playing <laughs> well, you have Dumping to be listening constantly. to Tori Amos constantly. <laughs> like, if every day song. I made something that I wanted but couldn't afford, I wouldn't be having a good time. Well, but they get to play with it all day, you know? No, they, they don't. Like, they don't get like, to play. Ah. He's like, he's like, gee, I just, let's let's not be as serious about this. No, seriously, they're 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 miserable. No, they don't make enough. They don't have insurance. They don't. The, they're they're probably the dirty. Cracked. <laughs> I'm like, this kid's probably going, oh, G.I. Joe, he's walking. He's prancing toward that right leg. Oh, I want this right leg. Like walking over there, and then he puts well, the leg in the socket, and then he goes, oh, there's another G.I. Joe. Oh, I'm prancing toward this right leg. Like, Yes, yeah, so in this wacky upside-down world you've painted, sure. Yeah. That's, that's what's going down <laughs> at the toy factories. Much like this this movie. Comedy podcast. <laughs> hey, real quick, everybody that's listening. Oh, are we doing fun. that now again? Are we, get, are we back to that? Thank you for listening to Refund Theater. Uh Follow us on social medias. We're on all the things. Uh, if you follow us on Patreon and sign up for five bucks, you get uh, to hear us talk about Corey Feldman on the weekly at the moment. And uh, those episodes have been just just magical. Right there, Andrew was holding up our official Refund Theater copy of Corey Feldman's latest <laughs> album, which uh, you'll get to hear about Holy tomorrow shit. if you sign up to that Patreon. So anyway, go over there and do that. But yeah, we're going to talk about toys, guys. I don't know about you, but that last trailer. <laughs> I've seen it, you know, fast cutting, big music. What about a different kind of trailer? I'm Robin Williams, here on the world's largest soundstage at 20th Century Fox. That's right. This entire wheat field is in one building. I'm here tonight to talk to you about an incredible movie, Toys. Toys trailer. Toys! There'll be a big lettered thing up here above me, glowing. Obviously, some incredible special effect that'll go. Toys! 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 Boom! Toys! Toys! Not going that way, are we, Sparky? Toys. Not the toy maker. I'll be back. Wind me. Well, it's like toys in the hood. 
Studio executives and their great insights said, You got a movie about toys. When's a good time to bring it out? Rosh Hashanah? No. Christmas! <laughs> wow! Beats the hell out of Groundhog Day! <laughs> toys. It's a Barry Levinson movie. Man Who Made Rain Man. Yeah. Raymond, you like toys? Yeah. Man, this is a movie about nothing. Uh, this is, I've never... I mean, it's not a movie about nothing. Well, it's, it's a not movie about, about something. You're right, you're right. Um, it's just takes, it just takes way too long to tell the story. As a of, kid, I remember getting pretty hyped about this, and it came out at Christmas time, and I, I was a, especially in 1992, you know, I was a, I was a sucker for anything Christmas. And... Uh, <laughs> Dusty and I both really watched this movie a lot. <laughs> like we did. And I watch it now and I see the, the part. This is one of the soundtracks that we listen to all the time too. I was talking to Ashley about that. I was like, you know, like. Uh, you guys listen to hoo-ha? Ashley was way cooler than me uh, growing up. And like, you know, in 1992, Ashley's listening to Nirvana and, you know, cool stuff. And. I'm buying the toys soundtrack with, you know, and Feel. it isn't like I, and, and I'd buy this shit before I'd see the movie. I, I'd buy this shit just, you know, blind because it's a movie I want to see that's coming out and I'll be able to, you know, know the music when I, when I see the movie and man, I got really hyped about this movie partly because of the soundtrack, but uh, dude, were what? there any like bands on it? Were there any well, like no, no, it's it tracks inspired by uh, the movie? Seal, like, Seal was Seal on was it. On there, Tori Amos uh, is on there. Inya, Inya, yeah. Um, Who did Hoo Ha? Hoo Ha. That's a yeah, remix of the Tori Amos song. Oh. Yeah. Um, happy work, Happy Workers, yeah. and then uh, uh, Robin Williams and John Joan Cusack do yeah. the. Do the mirror song, yeah. but then the then it plays over the credits, and it's got a fucking uh, heads. Thomas Dolby, yeah, Dolby. Oh, Thomas Dolby, okay. Yeah, it sounded, it looked and sounded like a a watered down Talking Heads. Yeah, type. I like that. Song. <laughs> yeah. And actually, if you listen to the version in the credits, it's a pretty good song. Yeah, uh, I yeah. remember really liking that song. Yeah, I did too. I did soundtrack. too. Uh, so yeah toys man i watched it today though and all the parts that i thought were humorous man i don't have kid-like wonder that i had when i was 12 13 years old like i remember that being like toward the end of my kid-like wonder so this movie was still hitting the buttons but this must have been i was actually thinking when watching this this had to have been written strictly for boys age or children age 12 to 13 right as you're about to lose your interest in all that stuff because it doesn't make sense any other way it doesn't make sense as an adult movie it doesn't make sense as a children's movie the mood is weird and (laughs) um, which i guess matches perfectly for the tumultuous times ahead when you're 12 to 13 like get ready for the weird kids well, this is made by the uh, who is this? Barry Levinson is that his name? Yeah, who's made like a shit ton of stuff. Well, he's made a lot of middle of the road movies, but I guess the the best thing he's made is Rain Man. And uh, oh, so- Joan Cusack's character, um, a crossover from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> hey, hold up. Dustin, I Dustin love Hoffman was really a robot. I love Joan Cusack in this movie. I think she is charming as fuck. But once you figure out what she is, it becomes then charming. Until yeah. then, I was like, "Is this like a an accurate <laughs> an accurate representation of Asperger's?" Like this right. movie's like this movie was like Colin. This movie is ahead of its time in some weird ways um, that we can get into later. Drones. Yeah, I was about to say we're gonna have to have a big conversation about like how this called modern warfare, basically. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, that was another, that was one, another situation where I was like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna have to talk about something serious again." Yeah, uh, no, right? <laughs> I know, right? I didn't. There's I like, no way around it, man. <laughs> this is the second movie during Christmas time that we've watched from 1992 that like kind of mirrored what's going on in today's uh, current uh, establishment. But, it uh, almost I, makes you go, "How? <laughs> like, how did we not see this coming?" Like, it, that's what it's making me feel like when we're watching. Nobody all watched Toys. It was a box office bomb. <laughs> that's true. I, it was a huge box office. Bomb. I loved Toys. I absolutely loved. This I've actually, movie. I've actually got the numbers right here. I believe it was forty-three million dollars to make this movie, and it made altogether worldwide twenty-three million dollars. It was a big Oof. bomb. Yeah, big stinker. Ironically. Uh, but that's the thing. And I was saying this to Ben earlier. This is a very who is this made for type of movie. Uh, it's, it's like Barry Levinson, he, he conceived this in 1982. And it took him 10 years to like see his vision come to life. <laughs> But like, what? This has been a dream of his? Uh -huh. for like, yeah. This is his fucking apocalypse now? Yes, this is what he thought. He's like, I'm finally, after he made Rain Man and it was a big hit, he was like, the studio was like, we'll let you do anything. And he's like, I finally get to make toys. And so he made toys. And like this movie, if it weren't for the fantastic set designs in this movie, it'd be the most boring movie of all time. But it's that, re it's reminiscent from the look and feel of some of it. It kind of reminds me of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, sure. a little bit. And it's or Ernest goes to jail, and it's yeah. just general brightness. Yeah, it's whatever reality it inhabits. Yeah, um, makes me yeah. think of it. What's that? What's that movie? Uh, uh, Phoebe Cates. Uh, oh, Dead Fred. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of that too. Yeah, it's just that that was a weird time that in the mean. early night because I was even watching Adam's Family Values. I watched that every Thanksgiving, and uh, they just don't make movies like this anymore. But in 1992 ish, they did a lot, and uh, like these weird, like this movie is literally just people in interesting backgrounds talking about not much that. It, well, they're it, talking uh, about toys. They are talking it's like about toys. I, I don't want you to make, because the way you're describing it, if somebody's listening and they've not seen it, they're going to think this is this weird waiting for Godot Seinfeld-esque movie about nothing. It's very much <laughs> about a guy who, should we do, should we do a quick plot run yeah, through? Yeah, for the, go ahead. Okay, so it's about uh, a son of a rich toy maker. He's like, the Bill Gates rich, of, to of toys. Eccentric, toy eccentric, rich toy maker. He's like the Bill Gates of toys, and he has a son who's Robin Williams, and Robin Williams has a sister who's Joan Cusack, and uh, they have an uncle who's the dad's brother. I don't I – I may have missed it. I thought they were going to explain how, but anyway, 
he he gives control over to his company since the dad is dying. He gives control over to his company to the brother who's a military sergeant colonel or whatever who's just like, ah, I want to fight in wars again. I love my military. And he's like, ah, I'll take your company, I guess. Ah, okay. I'll make some war toys. And so the whole thing is like, oh, he owns the company now. And Robin Williams is like, ha, 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 but, but dad, his dad likes whimsical. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, he likes whimsical. Oh, oh. <laughs> lady over there. So I got your nose. Oh, so Robin Williams. It's funny because actually Robin laid. Williams does not bring that energy to this project at all. He's actually quite subdued through a lot of this. He does it. It's just like a six. Yeah. It's just, uh, oh, smoking jacket. It's, all right. No. It's mm. in a very yeah. The highest he goes is a six. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, oh, we've got to. Uncle wants to turn it into a war toy company and basically invent modern warfare and drones and had a weird, like philosophically sort of altruistic reason for it um, in which hopefully less people would have to die in war, I guess. Um, So anyway, but Ron Williams was like, no, we must stop him. And that's the movie, which should be a 74-minute Ernest-type movie. <laughs> yeah. It's your standard Ernest goes to camp-type situation, you know. Um, don't know why this is two hours long. Well, and that's all. where I get at the it's people standing around talking. There's so many conversations in this movie that don't have anything to do with the plot. That, you know, they'll just, you know, like there's that scene where they, uh, you know, cut two uh Joan Cusack and Robin Wright Penn and uh Robin Williams all sitting on a couch with the the VR helmet on their head and you just watch them go through that for a minute and a half and it, it they don't talk about it they, I mean like it, it just it, it just cuts from scene to scene of things that are happening it, it's like the character it never shows the characters in motion in a giant whimsical toy factory it's always yeah, yeah, yeah. well and I also the just the the toy factory alone uh, isn't isn't all there is. There's also a giant field of grass with roads that they live that the toy factory resides on, and it doesn't seem like there's a city anywhere nearby. Yeah, it shows them like driving no around, man. but unless they're just driving from their house to the toy factory, where are they going? What are they doing? You know, and and like, who goes to the store? How do you get supplies? Do trucks come in? where is this place? You know, like there's, there's just so much. It, 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 it's not one of those things that, you know, it's silly, but it's in, it's in reality. It's just over the edge. It's like, it's like you poured a little bit too much. Uh, and, and now it's just over the edge of, well, this is ridiculous. You know, no one, no one would accept this as reality. So that's the thing. Is that movie. I think it's a glimpse of uh, for the director. Like that's what I, I try to turn off that whole kid whimsical thing because I, I know I did love the movie for that. But yeah. I was trying to think of a grown man trying to be like, I got to get the budget to make this movie. Yeah. And I, th- at that time, and all I could think of was, was this his like avant-garde way of you know being against war? And that was the whole thing. It, was just, it felt like a it felt like it should be a stage play before it should be a movie. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, maybe because I mean, you see Mandalay? No, no, you've never seen Mandalay. It, it felt it feels like Mandalay, which is if if you haven't seen it, please do watch. It's a great movie. My main thing with this movie, and and once again, 
defending why I say it's about nothing is none of the characters in this movie really have an arc. Um, they are the same person they were at the end of the movie as they were at the beginning of the movie. They, I mean, Hello, Cool like, J, dog. The, Huh? Hello, Cool J. Oh, that's true. Hello, Cool J had an arc. There you go. He's and Joan Cusack is a robot. Joan Cusack is a robot. Okay, she has an arc. I brought my second hand into this. Robin Williams did have an arc, but he he really didn't change that much by the end of it. Like he was still the same. He was a little more assertive. That was the reason he that was the reason he gave it to the uncle in the first place because he didn't believe his son was like responsible enough to take over the country. Well, see, that's the, the thing. The like company at that point, even the Robin Williams, they showed us at the beginning. I didn't feel like he was a different person by the time he confronted. His I don't uncle. think he was, you know, <laughs> he was just like, I don't like what you're doing. And I would have told you this earlier, but I had to make sure I didn't like what you were doing. Well, he was just know? horny. Well, and he was horny. Well, I mean, and you know, the, his dad, hired that woman you know to because you know, she insinuated that he like hired her to be his girlfriend to be robin williams girlfriend or something basically he like knew that would happen good uh, looking out dad robin what right I, Wait, what i don't understand yeah they, you know she was like your dad hired me like three days before he died or whatever now, i was playing a video game during this because yeah i mean that probably that probably negates any wait what's but, <laughs> <laughs> but but i had the subtitles on i had it up real loud i had the video game on quiet so i was like i'm like 60 percent there like i'm there watching this. um but there are a few things that slipped by which was i did not know that robin wright was a plant by wait 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 i knew she was hired by his dad but was, i didn't know that that was meant to imply that she was hired purely as a love interest because she's only in this movie purely as a plot device love interest anyway so that'd be kind of funny she kind of is the one that insinuated that she thought that's why he he did it well, she said he said uh, your dad said that I would like you or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I heard that. Well, I, no, there you was, guys there, are putting it into a, a different. I think frame there was just a little bit more to the conversation that kind of <laughs> sent it over the edge of her being like, "Well, I'm glad he did it" or something like, or he must have been, he must have knew what he was doing or something like that. You know. I I I just I don't get why wacky super nice dad is like yeah my d- d- horrible general brother is the best guy to run this toy factory that I've spent my entire life building this goofy wacky like we love everybody image well, you know the, who's good a general the description sure. on the the description for the movie on uh HBO said like when when like a, a toy tycoon is like somehow something about like he was deceived or just like mistakenly gives power to this thing. And I kept waiting for an explanation for why that was a mistake or a deception. He just he straight just, up gave it to him. He just gave it to him because he's like, ah, my son, my, right. my, my son, Robin Williams, who's like, even though my son is the perfect per- like they talk he's about just it. like me just he, like me yeah talk- yeah he's 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 walking around in smoking jackets he's he's fucking he is toys but he hasn't he, gotten laid yet he, he if he <laughs> didn't get laid he can't he can't run a toy factory that's like a prerequisite oh andrew but it's that lack of it's that lack 
of sex, though, that keeps his ideas whimsical. Because the minute the minute yeah. you get laid, he's gonna be like, "This shit, this is bullshit. I need to do something else." Yeah, and stops playing with toys. <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna start listening to like rock and roll or something." I don't know. Yeah, that Mattel guy, he was fucking like crazy. Andrew, I'm curious. Uh, you mentioned yesterday that uh, our mom wouldn't let you watch this movie. Do yeah. you feel like she was justified now that you've seen it? No, but I think it was probably because it was... Uh, I bet when this movie came out, people were talking about it as if it was political propaganda. I bet that's what happened. Oh. Well, that, and they you... also say Big Cock in it, which was strange. <laughs> yeah. I get, like, yeah. the PG-13 <laughs> elements really screamed out, like, in a weird way because it feels like this should be a clean kids movie, but it's not. See, I think they tried. I think they did try to make this movie appeal to adults, and I'm not saying they succeeded. I, no, I but I think didn't. I think they did because this movie could have had depth. It could have been, in my opinion, a really good movie. If you take the 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 greatest hits of this movie, like 90 minutes, and uh, and take out some of the wackiness and make the uh, completely completely eliminate the toy war at the end, just get get the fuck rid of it and f- f- get to the end of the movie in a better way where we don't have to watch just like what was that movie a uh, 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 fucking Uwe Uwe Boll movie <laughs> yeah yeah that one what Which was that one? alone in the dark is yeah, that what we watched yeah. you know how like there were Speaking battle scenes where they just keep showing people shooting and like it, you don't know what they're shooting at and you don't know like what the results of their shots are even yeah. mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of guys shooting and then they cut to another group of guys that seem to be like shooting at the ceiling and then it cuts to the other guys and like one's eating a sandwich in the background the rest of them are like shooting their own feet you know what i mean like there's no rhyme or reason to anything that's happening in this battle scene that was that and it it felt like it was 45 fucking minutes long like (laughs) eliminate that whole thing and like i don't know like i when when that guy was like shooting at at at, uh it flies the the, the general i wish he would have accidentally killed himself right there and boom there's the end (laughs) credits roll like he shoots he shoots the uh, he shoots the window out he gets a little too drunk he slips on a fucking banana peel because you know there's that's there in this prankster ass building that he's always in and he just falls out the the window and like he dies and then they're like oh shit we don't have to do anything let's let's have a party with our toys and then the movie's over like that's way better than this fucking two hour (laughs) military action where like the the military made toys are fighting against normal ass toys, whack ass normal toys. That, yeah, <laughs> like the that, toys nobody kid, no kid would ever get for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they make saying, they make stupid toys too. <laughs> You're right. I really pre, love pre the, digital yeah. toys. <laughs> I really love the New York City model, and I love the opening scene uh, and that song. I started fucking crying right when that lady started singing. Because really? this shit takes me back. Oh, I've got sorry. all these I laugh, depressed Christ. emotions. I, I've, I've cried got, like 20 times this week at movies, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I, that shit <laughs> just takes that's me back. That's its only tie to Christmas is the yeah. beginning and the end of the movie. Like, it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, and no, then it's it about toys. A, it's more of a, <laughs> yeah. it's less of a Christmas movie than fucking uh, 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 Die Hard. Yeah, true. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It started out and I, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be very Christmassy. Well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. we picked this. I, I don't believe yeah. anybody from like any of the main cast are in the beginning and the end of it either. 
So no. I think that shit was tacked onto it to make it a Christmas movie. Well, that's actually a good point. Yeah, you might be really that trailer because this is uh, Robin Williams says because this is the only this is the only date they'd give us to Christmas movies. This is yeah, the only yeah. date they'd give us. Hey, so what happened to the uncle at the end? He just got uh, hurt. I got up to I did well. No, yeah, the the fucking thing like it targeted him, and then you know, use your imagination. What happened to Tony Soprano? You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. It's well, like he, he just die. then he it's, just appears in a bed with his other father. He, yeah, well, think, no, that it's was unclear yeah. what the weird the weird uh, slug monster yeah. thing. That's the, what is the that? <laughs> the devil fish itself starred <laughs> cameoed in this movie. It, uh, it, we just know it goes after vibrations. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, they we're got vibration technology. Thing. Yeah, he got attacked by that thing. And I guess after that, he just resigned himself to sitting with his dad and doing what his dad does. That's their dad. With that nurse. So they were joking crazy. I think it, I think it broke his brain. Right. Something like that. It was, yeah, it was he seemed been, awful. He seemed awful lobotomized. When yeah, he, he seemed there. lobotomized. That's what he, I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. He was just like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. This did as it went he by. went from being a lucid, angry man to like, ha, well, and that's the thing about this movie. The editing is insane. It's like, even if all the, you know, like there's some good shots, there's really pretty sets. But like Andrew said, if a good editor got a hold of this movie, it might be a really good movie or at least good enough. Like it's, you can tell it's got a really good heart underneath everything. It was this close to being like a classic, like Christmas toy movie with a really good uh, um, message, and like like Robin Williams could have been great if they kind of let him a little bit more loose and were less about just. I know Robin Williams' thing is like non sequiturs, like oh look at that green shirt, oh what do you know, you know all that horse shit. Yeah. If if they like wrote some good like actual jokes for him. And just oh, like, like, what about that vomit scene? It's like I didn't laugh once at anything they said. The joke and- was the idea of the of them being so serious about like the you know what I mean? Like it wasn't any of the p- specific punchlines. It was the idea that they would break down what the vomit looked like. Right. While the room was decaying. While the yeah. Jamiroquai. Yeah. It was all, yeah. Which also, <laughs> I, guess, I guess this building is designed to where, you know, what if you need room over here, you can shift up a part of the building over there. Totally modular design, way ahead of it's, its time. It's, it's the fucking amazing. chocolate factory. I mean, mm-hmm. this, is, this is Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, just not nearly as... Meets the yeah. nutcracker. Yeah. It's not nearly yeah. as good. I do like yeah. the line from Robin Williams that war is the domain of the small penis. The way he delivers that line. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was good. In the, in the context, that was good. Yeah. Um, I really, I also realized that during the Tori Amos part at the beginning where, where they're all working and the Happy Workers song is playing, like, you know, there, there's, anytime you're watching a movie, you don't know whether or not, you know, is this a song for us to hear that they can't hear, or is this a song they are hearing? So during that, you see them kind of dancing around and their songs playing, but then you see a woman mouthing the words to the song. So this, this uh, like an old lady. Yeah, they were like they were like singing it, like they were right. living that so song because it's about that, loving your job. Does that mean that this song plays on fucking loop? Because uh, like there were never any other songs in that room, and once the military people came, it was then a remix of that song that did the who. Ha! 
hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Yeah, hoo-ha. You're talking about the military. You're talking about the cyberpunk Black Panthers that did the security. <laughs> Um, well, like Gestapo, they were they were very. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was more of the berets. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's basically the only reason. <laughs> but, uh, and they had LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx. Not only did yeah. they have LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx, but also Captain Mauser from Police Academy Two was one of these guys. That's the I see you not, and you knew about yeah. that. Is that yeah. is that the guy that was Corey's Corey's uh, dad and? And um, no, that's Sean's dad, dog. Yeah, Sean's dad. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, what's uh, his name? That guy. <laughs> was that the same guy yeah, that you're talking about? Sean's dad in what? In Boy Meets World. Sean Hunter. Oh, I didn't watch Boy Meets World. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch that. I, I'll, I'll find out who he was. Um, yeah. Chet his name. His name was Chet Hunter. Chet Hunter, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the actor's name is. Oh, he's the home is where you make it guy. Yeah, that guy's in the movie also, but no, that's not Captain Mauser from Police Academy 2, but yes. Who's Mauser? Which guy was Mauser? Homeboy, make it. I don't know why you make it. No, a lot of lot of good cameos. Who else is in this movie? There was Blake Clark. Is Debbie that? Mazar was in this movie. Uh, yeah. He wants to know who Mauser is. What's what's Mauser going on? What's the Mauser? Yeah, what, Mauser, Mauser was one of the two main like guards for the general. They were watching the MTV video. They were the yeah. Oh, the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know. No, was he also in the Fifth Element? Was it the chunkier one or the skinnier one? It was the one on the right. Yeah, but our right or their right? If they're sitting at the console, it's the one on the right. Yeah, from the front of the back, facing the console. He's the, the one on the right. He's the one furthest from the screen. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a there's okay. a one who looks like a smaller Indian man. And he looks like a frog. Yeah. There's the frog, and then the one we're talking about. I was gonna describe. The frog is on. Gonna... It's always sunny. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Captain Mauser is probably only Captain Mauser and a few other things. I mean. Yeah, I don't think he's in much yeah. else. <laughs> I, I was just very excited to see him in this movie because. I love him in that movie. He's like he is that movie. Like him and Bobby. He, he even he even still kind of acts like Mauser in this one. Yeah, he does. He does. I love it. <laughs> Wait, Speaking of, go the ahead, Flash player like immediately just popped up on my screen. Remind me later. God. Oh my like God! You know, it's going to me. It's going it's, away. It really wants you to know. It's going away like real quick. I don't know why it cares so much about that shit. Like it, it's like, hey, by the way, fucker! Like every day, my my computer reminds me of Flash. Honestly, because there's a bunch of fucking businesses that don't haven't dealt with it yet. Well, tell like, them. <laughs> yeah, it's what true. are you telling me for? Well, there you might have a bunch of shit that you like to do that requires Flash. Though. Yeah, 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 for sure. What uh, does it want me to do? What's going on? I don't understand. Just exit out of it if you can. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right, well then. Um, just but, but, sometime like a, in January, just see if your computer still works. And if it does, then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that uh, the music video thing I found unbearable. So I like but, that part. Because it is ridiculous. They, they push out terrible, a, but... a like replica of the hallway... No, it's a mirror. Uh, or a mirror, yeah. yeah. And they yeah, push it right into the hallway, and for a second, it looks just like the hallway. Why didn't they just do that? All you need is the mirror. You're done. You don't need to do this music video. Like, <laughs> MTV paid for screen time. So I think, I think that goes Maybe. into why this movie's so long, is 
they had all these ideas and they had all these sets built. Like apparently this Italian uh, designer spent a long ass time making the sets for this movie. At, like, like they took year. up the Wikipedia says that they took up every soundstage at Fox studios uh, for sets for this movie. And so what I'm guessing is he had so many crazy ideas and so many set pieces that they spent so much money on that they couldn't cut anything out of the movie or they couldn't just, they couldn't bring themselves to cut anything out of the movie. Like, Oh, we need the, the bubble elephant and we need like all that shit. Like you with the mirror would have just done the trick. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need this three minute music video in this two hour long movie. They wouldn't even have gotten caught because the reason they got caught is the MTV sticker fell off. And they wouldn't even have needed the MTV sticker. It's so much those harder. Guys, those guys wouldn't even have looked at that monitor at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's, this, uh, it gives you, yeah, you slide the thing as it's seamless. Like, it, as, there might be a, a little bit. As a kid, I was like, well, if you can rock, you might as well rock. But here I'm just like, the practical rock thing to can, do is obviously just do the mirror. I guess he is the wacky son of a of an eccentric toy maker, so he's, he's got to be like, ooh, we got to do, do a, a song and dance number. And Pretty like, cool little contraption they made there. Yeah, whatever. I want one. Yeah. I would have ordered one. Maybe it was like a prototype thing. Portable hallway I, stage. I like that they started the music video, and then like like three seconds in is when he pulled up the thing with the name that would be on the bottom left screen of the screen. of yeah. the. That was, uh, that was a cool little shot and stuff, but like it was just useless. Nah, it's. I guess the whole theme of that fucking place is that like useless goof anyway. So maybe it just goes with the time. That was my favorite part of the movie. Of course it Um, was, and it was so fucking. Because at the time, you know, like that's 1992, and they're like doing Talking Heads, which is like you know 1980s. So it it still seemed kind of modern. If that makes sense, I get it. But and, like, uh, but now, of course, yeah, I see it. And I'm just like, use the mirror, dog. Yeah, just <laughs> like, use the mirror. Look at you split. You're done. Necessary. And he had to wear the he had to wear the the red uh, suit though for the poster. It's on the poster. So yeah. So they're like, if we don't do this scene, the we can't poster makes the suit. That's perfect. Uh, Juice, you just figured it out. Um, yeah, man. Uh, there's there's so many. God, what else were we? I was gonna talk about other things, uh, other long, pointless. I did like that blue car he's rolling up besides Robin with. Uh, that was sick. That was sick. That car is dope. In the movie like is good to look at. Like there's no there's the green no, yeah. grass. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's and beautiful. the the I I really like at the beginning I had some hope for this movie like. So, uh, the funeral, when, yeah, and the, they're having a serious business meeting, and the, the guy's sitting there with a hat with a propeller on it, yeah, <laughs> and that shit and, made me laugh. And, and then, when he has his stroke or heart attack, the, yeah, propeller it, the early and, warning sign, and it starts to, <laughs> and then, and then, so, and then he dies, and then, uh, Robin Williams, like, I'd like to drive dad's car, and he drives it's a bumper car, so there's like a funeral <laughs> procession with a hearse and all that, and then. In the middle, there's a bumper cart. And then in, during the funeral, his casket starts laughing because he has a <laughs> uh, has a, a barrel of laughs. In barrel his, laughs. Like, I, I was like, oh, this is super. This movie has a lot more style than I thought it was going to have. Um, maybe this is going to be really good. And then there's moments in the beginning and there's moments of the movie where you're like, oh, this movie's a little deeper than normal. Like, 
um, there's a line where he says, uh, where where he's talking to the girl. Like that's the thing about Robin Williams' character. Sometimes he he says he says stuff that's really uh, salient and really uh like that's why i think that they they did thinking think they were making this super artsy movie that was going to appeal to smarter like older people because he was like uh to just walk in there and tell the general what he's doing or ask the general what he's doing uh is against the very fabric of our society of obtuse and avoidance so it's like it's it's him kind of like he's 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 uh protesting what she's saying but he's protesting by admitting a weakness within his own psyche and like uh there's little moments of that with his character throughout the movie where you're like oh this could have been like a super like and when when uh when the the general is like when ll cool j is like keep your treat your friends like enemies and treat your enemies like friends and then joan cusack is like remember what dad always said treat your friends like friends and your enemies like enemies and it's like these these warring ways of seeing the world going against each other. And then... She also had a nice takedown of him with the... Um, she's like, you remind me of my brother. He's like, I'm, no, he's like, I'm, not, I'm nothing like him. Yeah. She's, like, she's like, yeah, you're right. Like, he, has a, he seems weak on the outside, but he's really strong on the inside. You're just the opposite. He's just like... Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so th- th- there could have been like this real message and this real conflict between two different ways of even living life and viewing the world and like ways that you could enhance the way that you live and the way that you see things and like, but it just ended up being about fucking military toys. And like it turned into strange brew at the end, which like, I love that movie, but like, it was just like, it was all this like, and then just all these random like explosions and it fucking, it didn't end up being what it really could have been. And I think that's why, I mean, this movie got pretty bad reviews. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It really did. Uh, the, I will say the thing going off what you were saying, Andrew, is that yeah. it felt like to me, it was extreme left wing, extreme right wing being born under the same, like they were, it was showing that they were two sides of the same coin throughout the movie. Like, Ultimately, Robin Williams' extreme left character had to kind of move back to center, and so did his cousin, in order to take down the far, obviously, right wing. Because he, he, it was like this guy had to create war because he didn't have war anymore, and he didn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. And it was like he couldn't embrace his silliness. That was another deep element, is he, he yeah. wanted to recreate the war within himself, you know? Go ahead, Juice, sorry. No, that, that that was exactly what I was going off of is because of what you were saying. I, I feel like that that message is diluted because you would, like Jacob was saying, they would cut to the VR scene, which is to me as a kid was a really cool scene because right. VR did not really it's a funny exist. idea. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, when at that time, the idea of sitting on your couch with a thing on your head and experiencing that was so far fetched for that time period. And now it's like, Oh, I could do that. That's Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Which is, uh, yeah, this movie, it, it, there's a lot of technology that is available now that this movie was had prototypes. The CGI <laughs> uh, skeletons. That was cool. When you think about it. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like not yeah. cool, but it is cool. Once yeah. yeah. Again, like what a, what a, we- you could tell that the director was like, okay, this is a, this is a scene of, uh, some military people arguing, but I'm going to make it interesting by incorporating this, you know, fantastical element to it. And it did, man, when he's choking him, choking, especially like, 
even just throwing in the, the fact that the guy had some surgical scissors still inside his chest. Yeah. I mean, I like, like, it's so, this movie's so fucking weird, man. <laughs> I think the point of a lot of stuff is to be unnecessary. And it was like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not a bad idea. It's just, it makes this movie two hours long. Yeah. So like you have to cut into some of that shit and like you can't throw in some like when he's like do it while you're doing exposition. Like when Robin Williams is in the car with like going through the factory with the general guy and they have to stop because some mechanical ducks have to cross the road. Yeah. Like th that's perfect. Okay. So there's some useless shit that they didn't have to make in this. They didn't have to build into this building, but the guy, the, his, um, the guy who with the pinwheel had at the beginning thought it would be funny if you had to stop for these stupid ass ducks. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. But you're, you're, you're moving the plot forward while these things happen. They don't have to happen separately from the plot devices. Right. And I think that's, that's where this movie really has a downfall. And it's no idea how to integrate moments and scenes that they had written out before putting all of this together yeah. into the actual plot so that it can just keep going without it just being like, and now for something completely different. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And they, and they didn't have the cohesive way that they were going to make the point. Like I've written papers like this before where like you have this great idea right here, but you just don't have a cohesive way to explain it without making it a 15 page paper. Yeah. Um, and th th that's kind of how this movie was. And, and it ended up being like kind of directionless in a lot of ways. And like, I, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm kind of bummed, man. Cause it could have been uh, like, I didn't hate this movie. Like Did we recut this movie. I, I, I feel like you could take the footage that they used and make a way better it. movie. Yeah. You could, yeah, really you, could trim you could trim 30 minutes off this movie and make a, make a whimsical little, uh, <laughs> slightly, slightly surface deep fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. And it, it sucks this, because it, it gets like below the surface deep. It like gets like cool deep yeah. for like 30 minutes of the movie. And then the ending is like so surface level horseshit that they, the, you just knew they couldn't tie it all together. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's disappointing. Yeah. This, this is not a movie that needed a big action. It really did. Action it made it so much worse. And the action felt so cheap and stupid. And then then they extended it by slow slow moing some stuff. And the shaky cam. They were like making you feel sorry for toys with the editing and everything. Well, they well they saving Private Ryan with toys. Well, they come in there and they're they're like South Park already. I mean, did much better a few years later. Like the uh, the dad, how he made this business was he made old timey wind up toys and shit, like old, well they tinker tinker type toys or something like that. What they used to call them, uh, you probably remember them in your grandparents' house. They had a lot of weird, mine did anyway. Had some of these weird little wooden and tin wind up my toys grandma, and shit. My grandma had and, a bunch uh, of and when the military guy comes in, he starts. Uh, like trying to change it over to he wants more modern shit and he has LL Cool J take him to the arcade and you see like you see uh Ninja Turtles and uh some some uh Contra and some shit like that and then he plays like a a tank game where uh he's supposed to be shooting these bad guy tanks and you get penalized if you shoot UN trucks yeah. and he's just like fucking UN and he just yeah, he, he just, just starts keep, shooting yeah. only UN trucks through in this game. Like he's a psychopath, you know, for war. And um, 
So he uh, he gets in there and starts like taking over a big chunk of the factory to make these war toys. And uh, they end up in a warehouse where they're like, oh, it's where dad, it's where they stored all the old toys that we used to make. And it's like, it's this, oh, these, these sweet old toys we make. And then they're just cannon fodder for the fucking yeah. war toys at the end of it. You're yeah. like, oh, they're going to do something nifty and unique with this shit. No, they're just fucking throwing them. They're throwing them at the other toys. Well, and they yeah, talk about like five hours speech. long. They wound them all up, but then the toys waited until the other toys came in to go. Yeah, and and, yeah. and as as Juice was saying, Robin Williams gets a big gives a big rah rah speech to a bunch of toys, which I understand yeah. he's 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 like a he's like a foolish man. Like he 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 does things just for like just for the comedic effect of it. But it's like, man, this movie's now five minutes longer. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. he delivers that speech well, and I remember as a kid, I really sure he does. Liked the, I really liked that part as a kid because um, I could actually imagine those toys hearing him as a kid but now as an adult i'm just like yeah right he's making everybody else doing everything too like he's just he's literally not helping he's just giving a speech and they're doing all the work he's just being eccentric man yeah yeah that that was the lesson he had to learn he had to become the boss yeah that's true (laughs) that is everybody else (laughs) do the shit because he was awful hands-on up till that point like he was personally making all the little gadget coats and shit he wore and the smoke jackets and figuring out the vomit and everything. By the end of it, he's like, you do this and you do this and you do this. And I'm going to go over here. And fucking- See, that's the thing. Like, and you point out like the, the, the smoke jacket, like the, the smoking jacket, that scene was, I think, useful because he walks in and he's like showing the general this kind of light uh, joking attitude they had about life. Yeah, and that right. they were and they were obviously like I think it, the movie did an intentional job of doing this. Like they seem to be enjoying themselves more than the general was, even though the general was like trying to, you know, make sure everything went um, to, as planned and everything be like all structured and stuff. And they're just like he makes a snow, smoking jacket for no reason. And it, it you know what I mean? Like it, it's this lighthearted thing. And if you continue that spirit through the movie and you don't have to do this fucking global thermonuclear war bullshit later on in the movie yeah. and then have this giant a war thing, like have them. I, I just feel like if they would have wrote a better way for them to overcome him um, and well, like, not like, have to abandon that, like it was just like, I don't know. When he went in with the uh, when they had the one meeting, when he went in with the sound jacket on. But every time yeah. he moved, it was like, help me, baby, yeah. baby. Like, <laughs> that was awesome. Like he, they played that whole scene like he couldn't do anything about it. Like, it's a prototype. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then when he walks out the door, he kind of snickers and he reaches in his pocket and he turns it off. Like, yeah. he could have turned it off the whole time. It was like, oh, okay. So that's how he's going to That's how he's gonna combat this guy. I This is yeah. also – I didn't see this when I was a kid like you guys did. But I'm thinking this comes with age – in that I'm at the age now where I'm starting to empathize more with the military uncle, <laughs> just in the sense that, like, my They're probably bleeding money. <laughs> yeah, right. and not even that, just the insufferability of having to come to work with somebody who's just on all the time, just with the, the noise jackets and the smoking jackets. 
I, I, I'm bipolar, so I could not handle that on my days <laughs> where I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I have to like... There's be, not enough clonopin in the world. world to <laughs> deal with my boss like yeah, coming you, in because like... If you enjoyed your job as much as the people that worked at this toy factory did, you might not, you might not feel that way. Because it was, yeah. it was only, it was only weird to that general because everybody, like uh, Lisa Simpson, is one of the fucking employees here. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, they, they all, they, they all, they're all. True, I probably all look wouldn't up to work. This guy, you I probably know what wouldn't I mean? work here. In, in real life. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you have to listen to Tori Amos. You're one of the more toy kids. You're in there fucking playing, playing, <laughs> bomb the civilians part <laughs> yeah. two. <clears throat> yes, I am at this point. Yeah, because that was. A- I just can't handle. I just. I'm in a mood now to where I just can't handle that much whimsy. Like, am There's I supposed to like? Am I? Am I supposed to like Robin Williams because he's getting on my nerves? Yeah. Right? <laughs> do you like your food to touch? Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I like mixing my food. Uh, up. I'm not. I'm not crazy too, yeah. like that. You know? Not that let's, far. Let's talk about LL Cool J in this movie. I feel like he was dry as fuck and obviously not an actor. Like, I like LL Cool J. <laughs> But like, it was like it, I I just really did not like his delivery for like ninety percent of the things he said. Really? In this movie. I thought he was very lovable in this movie, and I like yeah. him. I'm not like just shitting on him. I could be wrong, but I just I like, felt like a lot of movie though. He, Deep Blue Sea, Halloween H two O, whatever. They ate me. A fucking shark ate me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he had started that. licking his lips constantly. It's <laughs> <laughs> the big difference. It's, he started. He learned to act when he started doing that. He had he got to dress like a couch man. That was a that was one of my that's an impression his, on me. I love his stick in this movie. And honestly, the only time I laughed out loud watching this today is the very end. Again, it got me again, and I knew it was gonna happen. But when he's like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna go do a thing," and then he disappears, and then Robin Williams goes, you know, he calls his name, whatever his name is, and he goes, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." You just hear him, but you don't see him. It fucking cracks me up every time. I laughed when uh, what is it? What did he say? I wrote it down. Is right at the end uh, when uh, oh when he was giving the the speech to the to the toys. I, I wrote bang a ring. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> but um, uh, when like when when, the, when he's like upside when dad, down. Go ahead. Sorry. I like when the dad was driving through the factory and then. He, he's like looking off to the side and he looks back and LL's right in front of him yes. and he hits him and it's like, it's just like a cardboard stand up and he's like, no dad, I'm over here. That was just a diversion. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he had the weirdest shit. Everything was, was a diversion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't he have a fake him in the toilet when he was in the other toilet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a funny gag too. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, he's in it, the red room with the, you know, he had a red outfit on. Dude, he's just, He's that guy, and this—I hadn't seen that in a lot of movies. You see that, like I was in Dumb and Dumber too. Like they had a dude that did that and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> hey, don't yuck Dumb and Dumber too. I love that movie. It, do, wait. Uh, <laughs> are you, are, okay, so you're not talking Dumb and Dumber, or you're talking Dumb no, and Dumber too? The sequel to Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, it wasn't that? Yeah, I've, it's. You can't. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, I don't know if like, there's miles of difference between those two choices. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is. What if Lloyd Christmas had a daughter? Sorry, we can't. Have that it was the first. It was the first of of all the <laughs> the daughter ones. The daughter, the daughter backs. Yeah. So uh, the, 
the first like 30 minutes of that movie those two men and i'm sure they didn't shoot it chronologically so i don't know how this happened but the first like 30 to 40 minutes of that movie they overact to a level that i just like am not was not okay with and then it eventually comes down to settle into a groove but yeah the first they go hard for the first 40 minutes and you know what they're really fucking mean as characters in that movie as opposed like in the first one they're kind of mean but in dumb and number two they're just fucking mean to everyone like they even like sit down and like yell show us your tits like to this fucking girl <laughs> i mean it's like it's awful there's they're like and you love it i love they're, it they're too and dumb they to be a, nice they have a hidden daughter in this one no she's she's oh yeah she is kind of hidden because they don't realize that she's uh uh lloyd's daughter well, it Even turns out I think she's neither of their daughters. Uh, I was going to call oh, this at the end. Crouching Reboot Hidden. Spoilers. <laughs> crouching Reboot <laughs> It's perfect. It's perfect. She is kind it's of a... a genre in itself. Yeah. Is that one of those new Crouching Reboot Hidden Daughters? Well, wasn't it like at first supposed to be Harry's kid with Freda Felcher, and then it ends up being Lloyd's kid with Freda Felcher, and then it ends up being nobody's kid with Freda Felcher? It, it ends up being uh, this other kid that they introduce... Uh, that's dead in the movie. Like so, dad's the 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 real dad's dead. There's a blind uh, kid with Petey. I only saw a clip of this movie where what Jim Carrey that? talks about an old woman's crotch and cobwebs. Yeah, yeah. I nope the fuck. I yeah. I said no to that. <laughs> so the opening scene. The opening scene is Jim Carrey in a wheelchair in an insane asylum, and he had he had uh, he he faked a mental breakdown for thirty years. Twenty, 20 years. Twenty years. Uh, just to prank Harry. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, we should do an episode sometime. It's a, hey, yeah, I'll watch it for the podcast. Yeah. Dad, like, no, please. No, I'd uh, watch anyway. it again for the podcast. Are we, do we know what we're doing next week? Uh, no. It's Are we New open? Year's. Are we it finally on, open? It depends. Are we on back to rotation? Pick? Yeah. If we're back to it, it depends on who gets to pick. I know what I'd pick if I was the picker. I've got some great ideas, but I don't think it's my turn. So, Oh, oh um, I do. I, I do want to bring up for Halloween. Have you guys done all of the the um, Lost Boys episodes? Oh, have all of them been done? We haven't done any Lost Boys. We should do all of the Lost Boys ones for this upcoming October for Halloween. Just Corey Just Feldman. Corey Feldman, up. yeah. Every single one of them. I've never seen the Lost Boys. Uh, the first one's great. This, the two <laughs> sequels that Corey Feldman made happen are not great. Yeah. Um, are we when done a minor by- character stars in all the sequels of a movie? Yeah, <laughs> and their directed video. Yeah. Are we done talking about toys? Is there anything else we can we can milk out of this? This. Nope. I mean, watch 1984's Wonder Woman because Hans Zimmer did do a good job on the score, and he did the score of Wonder Woman. Is that the best part of it? Is that the big selling point? No, no, I actually really... You watch Wonder Woman, the score is pretty good. I will tell you, if you're a fan of the old uh, 70s show, you will love 84. Um, It's almost as good as Gal Gadot's Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I I just can't take her seriously anymore. (laughs) Oh. Should we... Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, does anybody remember the rotation at this point? I'm trying to look right now. Uh, well, ben, ben, I've got my pick logged in place next time. Yeah, for y'all do what you, if 
figure it out. I I got mine locked. Should, we, mine locked. should we say should we say that Kirk Cameron saving Christmas again was fucking Jacob's idea? Because <laughs> I think it was fucking Jacob's idea. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was, it, was it was Dusty's. It All right, was well, so it was Dusty's idea then. <laughs> Who picked it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That was kind of me. So uh, it's either Juice or Jacob. Who picked it? Who picked toys? I, well, I, my, I, I was like, toys was Jacob. We, you like mentioned a, it. And yeah, then we just kind of we started talking around. about it and we were all just like it's Christmas we might as well just do that next week. Well, I can tell you it wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was just I don't think that was anybody's pick really. I I'd say it's Juice or Jacob. Boys just kind of happened. Well, now I'm just kind of curious uh, for what Ben's got cuz I mean Hey, like, what about what I got? I got one in the pocket. Oh, do you? What, what, why don't we throw them up there and then we take a vote? On who actually whose turn it is. I, I know what Ben's is. I think it's the beginning of the year and we should just redo the order. Oh. Some random ass way. I don't know. All right. How that uh, would be. Pick out of a hat. A I, I, can, I can set that up right now if you guys want me to do that. Do it. Go do something. It. And we'll figure right, it well, out. Well, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll, I'll, I'll I guess let's, let's end this toys episode before we do this. <laughs> no, because we got to announce it on the episode. Oh, wow. All right. Dude. We better hurry the fuck up. I'll just keep talking. It hasn't even been an hour. Well, it's been maybe an hour talking about toys. So um, I did I, one aspect I liked about the uh, Ward Uncle's character is that he uh, grew up stationed in England, so he's a full American, but he can't get rid of his British accent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was so funny. he can't. So he can't get four stars. <laughs> yeah, he can. His never... Southern accent was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Dumbledore himself. Yeah. Like oh, that. oh yeah, and it's uh, we forgot to mention this guy played Dumbledore. Uh I would not That's even, Dumbledore? I That's Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Second well, Dumbledore, yeah. Second Dumbledore. Oh, second I was like, first Dumbledore was not that guy. Uh, yeah. No. I wouldn't even have recognized him as that Dumbledore if Ben wouldn't have mentioned it because like I I don't see actors sometimes. I didn't I, notice it. I just looked at his name and was like, That's a yeah. It's a name I recognize, but I don't recognize him here. Oh yeah, man, that that accent that he has, all I can think is, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" Like that's literally the whole movie is him yelling. You know, one thing. Fuck those uh, movies are good, man. One part <laughs> in this movie, I guess I can continue to talk about, uh, is back back to the uh, God. What was the the sea slug or whatever? Um, so Robin Williams is snooping around trying to figure out what uh, what. My, Dumbledore's up to and uh, he falls into a, a water tank and there's the devil fish and they're with I don't know if any of you guys saw devil fish when you were kids but it looks just like this fucking stupid thing in this tank and uh, anyway so Robin Williams is pretty concerned and uh, LL Cool J comes and starts yelling at him he's like hey be careful that thing's dangerous you know and then uh, Michael Gambon comes in and he's like, no, don't stop him. I want to see what this thing does, you know? And Robin Williams then gets what looks like eaten by the fish. And then like the next couple scenes, you see wet footprints. Uh, a guard sees wet footprints, meaning, okay, he got away. But then the next thing we see is just Robin Williams in a meeting with, you know, the the Michael Gambon and everybody else and he's just talking about this fish like yeah try to eat me but like he seemed like he was really <laughs> pissed off but I mean like 
So it was just like this weird tone shift. There might have been more stuff filmed for this movie than we, than this two hours, because like I think that would make some of the, some of the stuff that doesn't make sense make a lot more sense. It's probably like, a three-hour grand opus. Like the reason that uh, you know the the general is crazy at the end and stuff like that. <clears throat> that I guarantee you that was cut. Release the Levinson cut. Yeah, please. Oh, hey, by the way, the grandpa, was that the guy from Problem Child? Yep. Old man from Problem Child? It was, yep. yeah. Oh, wow, that was him, wasn't Old it? Old Ben. Hell, <laughs> oh, hustler. I do like uh, the way that, oh, uh, the setup with the surveillance bots where, they, where she takes off her bra and, it's, <laughs> and slingshots that... <laughs> <laughs> through the uh, through the window. That's one of my that's one of my favorite scenes. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and uh, he got laid, so that's fun. Yeah, he did. Ooh, the yeah. whole time. <laughs> All right, Andrew's got a hat. I milk him. Yeah, I do have a hat. He's got names in the hats. All star dad. It says. Are you gonna pick like one through five, and that's what our rotation? Yeah, are? that's our order. Is everybody does everybody agree to that? Yeah, that cool? sounds good. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> As long as we remember it later. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have Just video, we'll have video and audio. Uh, write it down or something. Put it in the messenger. Everybody is, will know. I want you guys Jacob, to know. It's Jacob. It's fucking Jacob. This, I know it's Jacob. If this says Andrew, I did not cheat, I promise. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this says Andrew. What is it? Where is it? Jacob. I knew it. I knew it. Dude, I knew it. (laughs) Take us first. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to watch fucking Batman Returns again. (laughs) (laughs) Resident Evil Revisit. Yeah. Okay. Here's the second one. (laughs) We're going to watch Jaws until Juice likes it. I'm second. My light stinks. You see the AN? If it was yeah. rigged, I wouldn't have picked Jacob. Andrew that, that's, the, that's like the biggest proof that. That's what I would have done. I'd have been second if I didn't <laughs> <laughs> like rigged it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Is that hat look giant to anybody else? <laughs> I'm holding it real close. Ben okay. is third. Ben's third. Okay, so me, Andrew, Ben. Dude, the killer is just struggling. You guys got almost got it. Just it's okay. We we believe. Ben, you. Yeah, we believe you. We trust you. Yeah, you can just read them out. You've never, I don't think I've ever, I don't think you've ever lied to me, honestly. Like, there's a very good chance I have not. Uh, Juice is fourth. Sorry, Dusty. This is fourth. Dusty's last. Always big last. Hey, and just (laughs) as long as it wasn't me last, (laughs) just to prove that everybody's name is in there, (laughs) there is Dusty's name. You can see it right there. All right, we still can't see it. All right, Jacob, Jacob, me. What is it? Ben Juice Dusty? Is that what it was? Yep. yep. Right on. Anybody right. want to I think that was the original week? order, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't that the order? It's actually the order on my screen from like this way. Like anyway. Uh anybody want to know what we're watching next week? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to. It is a Brendan Fraser movie. The Scout. Fuck yeah. I'm so <laughs> excited, man. No, we are going to watch Monkey Bone. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I've never seen it. It's not bad. I used to watch it at Rick's uh, primetime. All right. Because it was PG-13, and I don't know. It looked The animation's nice, I guess. I always thought Why? it looked like Cool World. Why'd you pick it? 
uh, my daughter has insisted for like two months now. And I'm like, but it's, but it's Halloween. And then I'm like, but it's still Halloween. And then I'm like, but it's Christmas. And oh, home. There's, quite a, there's quite a few people in this movie. Yeah, she likes it a lot, and I've never seen it, so she wants us to do it. So, I have some ideas as to what we'll do next. Dusty's asked, "What what is it on?" Uh, you know if it's on what it's Gus, on. Gus Fring's in this movie. I want to say it's on Hulu. Hulu probably. <laughs> anyway, we'll figure all that out later. Uh, it's but, you have to have like a subscription. Oh, by the way, I can just we have money. Is I'll rent it on Voodoo or something. Seems like it was on HBO Max. Yeah, whatever it's on, we'll watch it and we'll 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 see. We'll see. Will it be as good as the Mummy Returns? That's a oh, that's 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 tough to. Well, hell, hell yeah, it's ninety-two minutes. Add a boy, Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this this movie's. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you got it's it's on HBO Max. This movie's budget was seventy-five million dollars. Wow. You guys want to know what the box office for this movie? Was? I can't wait. It wasn't that twenty-three. It wasn't that it, wasn't that. it was not twenty-three. Seventeen. It was not seventeen. Five. Nine. Nine. It was not nine. Two. Five. It's seven point six million. Wow. Oh my god. This is this might be the biggest bomb we've ever done. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. More yeah. than, uh, uh, Kevin, what's his name? You, buddy. What's his name? Uh what's uh, Chris Catan. Box office poison that kid. <laughs> what you didn't yeah. like Corky Romano and John, no I did not yeah. you don't want some cookies <laughs> fucking uh Brandon Fraser Bridget Fonda Chris Kattan Whoopi Goldberg Rose McGowan uh Giancarlo Esposito and John Totoro holy crap all right well that'll be next week guys thank you all for listening Gibbons I see you there thanks everyone uh thank you Gibbons thank you Gibbons uh, thank you Jeff thank you Ashley yeah, thank you everybody thank you, for everybody. It. thank you to our Patreon subscribers whom we will be uh Heading over there next to talk. Uh, I don't even know what this episode is going to be about. We're going to talk about some songs, but we also got the album in. And we have new news about new Corey Feldman music. Yep. It's Do we rock, have, it's are we going to get some lyrical clarity on some prior songs? This we have lyrics, then. Yes, we have lyrics. It's happening. Amazing. Yes. I've got them right fucking here, bro. It's all happening. Patreon.com slash refund theater. Go over there. You, five, everybody's got $5 a month. Come on, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you.